everyone. Welcome back to the Betsburts Golf Sanderson Farms Championship Preview. Ryan Noonan joined as always here by my buddy Andy Molitor. Coming off of, uh, I think not a great, we were just talking about it, not a great betting event, but a fantastic golf event. I love the team stuff. Um, how was the uh, President's Cup for you, my friend? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun beating the tar out of the other team. Like, actually, it wasn't. Little uh, Saturday afternoon was a little dicey. Like, oh no, are we gonna are we gonna do the thing where we, we make this interesting? It wasn't bit. really. I mean, because there were a few singles matches where, like, man, Sam Burns isn't winning. Um, uh, Scheffler's not winning. Like some of the guys we were kind of depending on weren't winning. It was a uh, it was a little rough there for a bit. Yeah, JT lost to start on Sunday, and yeah, there was there was a moment, I guess, and they had some some magic. The international team had some magic, I guess you would say on on Saturday. Uh, I mean, I think come out of that, you know, excited about the future of of the likes of Tom Kim and I think Cam Davis showed well, who had been playing really well heading into it. But like, you look at you know, Tom Kim got a ton of buzz. He was two and three on the week, so like. Again, expectations. Yeah, but no one, no one's gonna remember that. Everyone's gonna remember the celebration for sure. Yeah, same thing. Like Siwu hushing JT in the crowd, which is, uh, which is good to see. But yeah, I love Team Golf. Um, hopefully, some folks. We had some written content on the site. Again, Betsports Golf is available right now for you for a buck per month all the way through you know December. So the all swing season, get all the access to picks and our subscriber only Discord. You can get uh, all the tools and stuff. Really exciting progress on our um, our tools that we've been working on in the off season. So some some news coming down the pipeline on that that Andy and I are uh, really excited to share. So we're continuing to grind and build that out. Yeah, um, obviously just had some meetings yesterday with uh, the development team and worked uh, some of the new tools. Really coming along nicely. Gonna hopefully have some things definitely in place in time for. When we actually get to the normal, what's is it Sony or Tournament of Champions at first? I never TOC. TOC. You done yep. the TOC? I'm not really, but I always watch that one too. I know. They actually changed the rules with that too. I think that they're actually you don't have to have won. I think there's some qualifications for some like non-winners in there. Well, too. So that, that happened. Two years ago, I believe it was Harris English had won it, and he hadn't won an event, but it was like, hey, we didn't COVID. have that many events because of yeah. COVID, so we're going to let some other players in. I'm fine with that. Like, make it make it a good field. But, yeah, in general, we are uh, just excited to be back to normal golf. We are at the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. If you haven't had a chance yet, go check out Ron's course preview over at BetSportsGolf.com. Um pretty comprehensive he goes through a lot of things and the biggest thing you'll note other than hey we're not in california uh took a little bit of a jump we went from cali to again a team event but it was on the east coast back down to the deep south bermuda fairways bermuda greens bermuda burns is (laughs) not only called that but he's the only good good player in the field the only player with like wins win equity he was on the you know the president's cup team he should be a big favorite but i am treating this like a horse race it is especially in the outright market it is like hey this horse belongs at the top of the field they should be the presumptive favorite they should have this price but i feel like there's some value in the field looking at it and that's what that's where it gets tricky because there's 150 other guys and boy howdy this one's been a weird one over the years 
Yeah, it sure is. So let's start there because Burns is one of a, a couple. Well, we had Munoz back out. So uh, it's just Munoz and Bazadenhut at this point that are rolling over from the President's Cup. Is there, um, I mean, we wouldn't discourage that because I've seen some of that in the content space where it's like, oh, they're coming off of the President's Cup. So I want to discount them. Saw a little bit of that in the Fortnite um, analysis as well. It's like, well, I don't want to take anyone that's got the President's Cup on deck next week. Right. And that didn't work. Right. Because we had Max roll. Yeah. Max. Max was just class. That's that's where I, wor- I worry about with Sam Burns. But at right. the same time, he played all five matches, never scored a point, by the way. And three of the matches went the distance. The other two, all the way to the 17th, he played 88 holes of golf last week. And now it comes to, I mean, let's just say it, it's a shitty event. There's still a. There's still a paycheck. There's still a trophy, but um, I think this is probably a year heading into you know the the swing around wraparound season. This is a year where he has his sights probably on on bigger prizes. It's not to say it's like he's just gonna slough off here, but if he did play poorly or looked a little fatigued, guess it wouldn't surprise me. And again, that's another reason where I'm I'm looking a little further down the board for some guys. Smaller outright card this week. I'll have plenty of matchups. I'll do daily matchups, but. Um, I think I'm only going to have three or four outrights this whole week. I sprinkled, I got three so far, but I was with you. Like the Burns thing, you know, I'm a Burns guy. I gave it a long look, but it was like um, Southeast kid, right? So we know Bermuda Burns. We know that he's going to be comfortable down here. He's defending the you know, championship down here, but he is significantly in a class by himself. I think when you look at the rest of this field. So uh, that is a, a tough thing when we've seen really outside of some early season wins, when you've looked, We've seen a lot of top of the board winners in the last couple of months. So that also, when you think of a guy that's really separating himself from the field talent wise, and really in the market too, you know, he's basically half of, depending on the book, basically half of anyone else that's in that next little shoot there with Sahith uh, Gala, uh, Russell Henley, Danny McCarthy, who's shown up well here over the years, which is going to make sense because it's a, it's a putting contest really. And that's the struggle too, that I found you and I were talking before we got going here is handicapping this one. Like, all right, there's a very large plurality of approach shots from like the 150 to 100 range, right? Um, and distance matters. But when you look at who's won here, we got Cam Champ and we got like Ryan Armour. Like, you know, you could not have a, a larger discrepancy of, of who these guys are. So when it comes down to a place where it's like, all right, accuracy off the tee doesn't matter. Distance is an advantage. It's an advantage almost everywhere. The rough's not really penal off the tee. Greens and regulation are significantly higher than anywhere else. Uh, very common. You got to make a lot of putts here. So becomes a putting contest. We like guys that have some history here, maybe in the Southeast, but it's really hard to cap an event when you really can't find a single golfer archetype that's won here more than others. Yeah, and I, I try not to limit myself to like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm taking all this golfer archetype. But at the same time, I'm kind of talking out of two sides of my mouth because I absolutely do run a model every week for like course fit. And it's a big part of what I'm looking at. A lot of it is in matchups as well, too. I'm looking for guys who just over the long call won't shit the bed, won't you know have disastrous rounds. We'll be able to find some scoring depending on the, you know, the scoring condition should be easy. Winners on average going to be about 20 under here. And yeah, that was, uh, it was, it was awful hard. I think your shortest price is 40. 
And mine, I don't have anything into the 30s. I mean, let's just right at the top of the board, like we said, we're betting against Burns. We've seen it the market come the other way against him at some of the sharper shops. He's up to 12 to 1 at Bookmaker, where he was down under 10 at a few places. Uh, the Postman, love him to death, not betting him at 25 to 1. Tigala, another guy I like, not betting him at 20, 22. Yeah. And uh, I think Scott Stallings is actually. Stallings and like Taylor Montgomery are next in the market at a few places, which again, not the kind of prices I want on those guys. It's a crapshoot. Not saying any of those guys I just listed could absolutely win this tournament. They have the skill sets, more of a price play. The first guy I landed on, and I bet him yesterday small. And I like this number because I consider this guy, he should be right up there with the other guys. And I found, I, I actually rebet this today because I found an even better number, but I bet Russell Henley over 30, over 30 to one for a guy like this seemed a little silly. He should probably be in that Thigala post in range, uh, more of a price play, but he's a guy that I've continually bet too. I'm not sure I've had any success. It's usually, Hey, I'm betting Henley at, 100 to 1, 150 to 1 at like some big event because I think, you know, his approach game is just always liable to like pick up eight, 10 strokes uh, on his second shot and find himself in some scoring. But again, it's, uh, I don't know if we have really good analogs for this because a lot of the shitty turn, if you want to call it like, hey, where are the birdie fests? A lot of them are up north. Like, hey, it's it's Bentgrass in Detroit in Minnesota or the Wyndham or the John Deere even down in your neck of the way. Um, it's a little different, but at the same time, looking at some of those, like, hey, scoring conditions were easy and they were able to capitalize on it. Like, Hanley has done that, and he's done it recently. He was fifth at the Wyndham. He was 10th at the Rocket. Um, he was able to do, again, it's a whole different, we're going to all different kinds of agronomy and different types of courses, but I don't consider the Sony like a tough course. That is a tougher field, but he yep. was second there, um, almost first. And the Houston Open last year, he placed very highly. And again, like the Wyndham, he's going to pop at the Wyndham. He's two straight top tens there. Maybe I'm, I'm putting a pin in that for later in the year, but John Deere last year, 11th, the Travelers. Um, and he he can play well. Everybody's approach is going to be good here, but 30 to 1 at this. I, I really liked Henley in this spot. And, uh, probably going to play like shit, I guess. It's so hard to not, like, especially in a field like this where Henley's approach numbers, T degree numbers are always going to be, they're just so good, right? And if he can get even field average putting out of him, um, I think you're probably in good shape. It's a it's a pretty decent number. Um, not been a great long iron player, um, which does actually pop here. It's strange. Like we don't have that like standard bucket of approach shots. So you have a lot of like really close wedges because you have some really long par fives where guys are forced to lay up a little bit. So you get some of those really short, you know, hundred yard wedges. But there's also a lot of proximity from 200, 250 plus here too, and um, that hasn't been great for Henley, but the rest of his game is is so damn good so yeah average length off the tee but yeah. very high degree of accuracy which you can say hey you guys said the rough isn't penal here does that matter it still kind of does for guys like this who can control the tee shot and put it where they want because i said like you just said not the best with long irons but if he's able to use that driving accuracy to put it where he wants to take the right angle on the second shot, that's going to be improved. And and he hits greens and regulations at such a high rate. This yeah. is such an easy play. Like uh, a 17 or 18 green and regulation round is 
definitely in the cards for a guy like him at a super easy course like this. So I like him. And then uh, before we get to uh, the one we matched on, I'm not going to spend much time on Denny. Denny's Denny's the best putter in the field. Yeah. Question mark. Probably. Yeah. Um, I think so. Over over a long over a long haul and like the rest of his game isn't bad enough for me to worry about taking him as. Uh, what is that? The best number I found was 33. I said I'm probably not going to bet Danny McCarthy because he's going to be like 24, 22. Found a 33. Again, it's kind of the same kind of thing. Not the longest guy off the tee. Maybe even a little less accurate with the driver that Henley's still decent. Can have some hiccups, but he played well enough in Cali. Another one where it's like, hey, he went to the John Deere top 10. He can, he can score at some of these... Uh, you know, these scoring fests like this. And if the putter gets going hot, like he's definitely in contention. He, he's played well in tough fields. Like it's a weird summer with the, the Memorial and the U S open top tenning. Yeah. I don't expect that out of him, but uh, it's, it's more of a, if this putter gets hot, he's going to be 15 under at worst. So just n- not super excited about this one. Had to play it. And then, you know, course history, buffs will will love that too because he's he's fared so well. He That's just rolled out of bed and he t20'd here. So yeah, he's obviously. Uh, and I think there's something to that. Like I don't say that in to poo poo course history because I do think that it does matter. I mean, I think that it's like the um, BVP stuff in baseball. It's like if you've actually ever played a sport, you know, you golf or you played baseball growing up. You there's some sometimes where you're very comfortable against this pitcher and maybe you see the ball coming out of his hand better. And it might be a small sample theater, and it really we're talking about four rounds on one tournament or one course, um, you know, every year. So you wouldn't think it's really statistically sticky, but I don't know. There's something to be said for teeing it up at a place where you're like, "Hey, I've I've had success here every single time. I know where I'm going to be left on these holes, and I know what to do here on these greens." And you know, if, if Denny's feeling confident on the greens, he's he's going to be in contention. So don't hate that at all. How about some of these? And that's what we have here in the swing season. How about some of these corn fairy guys? Because you know, I think we're all excited about the prospects of a Taylor Montgomery coming into the season. Didn't disappoint in the Fortinet coming in with the T3 there. You know, obviously, real nice corn fairy season. Um, you get a lot of these kids in here. Any thought to when you see a guy like that that's in like, gosh, 25, 23 at Pinnacle? Um, you know, any like 30 in some other places where we have, you know, guys that have uh, fairly strong track record on the tour like you know Seamus Powell we have Adam Hadwins these guys are you know Scott Stalling as you mentioned Stallings absolutely shit the bed at the tour championship for some reason but going into the tour championship was nails um and then you get this guy you know Taylor Montgomery who is just significantly shorter than all these guys coming in so thoughts on uh on Montgomery or any corn fairy guys near the top yeah, the market's getting too smart. Um, I mean, it used to, a couple of years ago, guys like this would come in and they'd be 60, 70 to one because nobody really knew. But I think a lot of the, the betting market is following the Corn Ferry Tour more closely and realizing what's uh, what's going on. And we've been spoiled with some of these young players, these rookies coming up, playing well right away. I'm not all about it because just like it, it is a whole different game. Like, go win on these Corn Ferry courses. Yeah, th- and I will say this this is maybe a decent analog to the corn fairy course. The corn fairy courses, you're never gonna have these like, oh, this is a, a the, this is something we could be looking for the US amateur to play here or the US open. Like it's not even close. Like, yeah, they're all they're all, hey, we want scoring, we want a fun tournament, we want birdies, we want scoring opportunities. So maybe similar, but still 
the difficult the degree of difficulty even in a bad field like this is a lot higher than it is at the you know the corn fairy championship and congratulations to justin sue you you won the corn fairy championship but you go to fortnet and i mean flame the fuck out played pretty poorly especially on approach and it's it's not something i'm i'm jumping on if i'm going to jump on the montgomery's and uh, i call him other davis uh, i can't think of his name right now not uh, not davis riley other davis I can't even think of it. David Davis Thompson. Oh, some David of these, Thompson, yeah. yeah some, some of these guys, Robbie Shelton, some of the guys like that, if I'm going to bet on them, I'm not betting them here in a bad field. I'm going to take them at a bigger number or a top 20 price in a decent field in a place where I think they can play well. And at that point, I'll have actually some decent PGA data on them to look at it. So not super interested in those guys. That said... I'm making some adjustments to my weekend plays and I will be keeping an eye on those guys. Like I have a list of like 10 players where I have super incomplete data on, and I'm going to pay close attention to not only their scores, but how they're playing, maybe go back and look at how their round actually played out and see if it's, you know, it's almost like a, a dive into a box score. Like, look, it's like, did he actually play well or was it a he hold out twice from the fairway or some bullshit? So those are guys I'm going to look at and have to do some quick upgrades for come weekend time when they end up in some daily matchups. But for now, I am uh, i don't have any of those fellas on my outright card. I took a, a stab way down the board um, with uh, a highly volatile, um, don't call me Yu Chen, Carl Yuan. Uh, who is available at was available on FanDuel at 140 that instantly dropped to 75. It's still 130 on DraftKings, but when you look at like some other places, he's like 55 on Chris and like 76 on Pinnacle. Um, but when you this kid can absolutely bomb it and is awesome tee to green, cannot really putt, but his only Corn Ferry Tour win last season was actually in Louisiana, so think if he's going to run a little hot he likes these bermuda greens but look at this guy he played 21 corn fairy events last year he missed the cut in nine of them just hard to do but he so also but he also top five like six of them or seven he like c7 in nine as well um yeah. so like he's just he's all or nothing so if he's in it um he makes a lot of sense and there's you know there's some you like guys that can win right? he's not afraid there on uh on sunday so he's he's volatile you know, probably not a guy you want to play in uh, in a ton of matchups. Maybe, you know, if he makes the cut, you know that he's just in form and maybe there's a way to attack it there. Not like a guy for a finishing position bet, kind of an all or nothing guy. So taking a swing at what I think is a probably a bad number. That's kind of what we're at here. Like if this guy can get hot and putt, the rest of it looks really good and he can hit it far. Yeah, hits the piss out of the ball. He only, he missed the cut. So he only played two rounds, gained 4.6 uh, T to green in those two rounds. Still had a negative total shots gained, strokes gained. That's how bad the putting means, was. Which means he putted very poorly out there on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things too, though. Like if he hits the piss out of the ball and his proximity is close, maybe it's not so hard to putt when all of them are six footers. So I don't mind that numbers grab. That's a, that's a nice long, uh, nice long price. And, for sure, like the corn fairy guys we just talked about, shop, shop, shop around on that. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about our favorite South American though, because uh, you don't. I haven't put my plays in the Discord yet because I was still finalizing them. But I knew you'd we, be on it too. Yeah, we 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 aligned on Emiliano Grillo, and playing good golf, Andy. Uh, 
Yeah, it it is one of those things too where yeah, it was it was form. Like a lot of it was for him and he's a guy, he's one of Andy's guys. Like I've mm-hmm. met on him a bunch, you've been on him a bunch. I don't know what what was uh what was the deciding factor in you forty forty fell long also. I thought he'd be like thirty. Yeah, I thought the price was good. When you look at actually, like we were talking about earlier, that the rest of the field at the top. Um, but yeah, and you look at form. I mean, he's going to give himself birdie looks. He's you know, Tina Green has been really good for a while. Um, really good long iron player. Um, outside of the you know bugaboo uh, at API a handful of years ago when he did a couple water balls and then threw his uh, his iron into the water behind it too. Otherwise, you know, pretty good long iron player. Again, like distance is fine. Like he can compete if he needs to go long here. There's really nothing. And what I'm weighing this week that he rates out poorly. Um, you know, I guess not a great short iron player, but he's he's better than average in this field. So like, there's just nothing here that's that's better than most. Like yeah, better than most. So, and the number, like you said, I I thought maybe he'd be in the 30s, or you know maybe a 33 or something like that. So getting a 40 on him, and he was out there at some places in the 30s. So getting a 40, I thought was a pretty good number for him. Do it, yeah, for sure. Same, same kind of thing, too. Like, long irons are good enough, he's above average, not not a lot, but a little above average off the tee. Greens and regulation numbers are good, putting is good enough, and he's been better on uh, he's been better on Bermuda. And some of these, like I said, again, another one of these, like, hey, low scoring or you know, high scoring, however you want to say it, lots of scoring opportunities, birdie fest kind of events. He has played well, especially recently, second at the John Deere and the 3M Open. Corollary well courses, like you were saying. Played well at the BMW. Didn't play bad last or two weeks ago at Fortinet. Got the week off, and uh, here we go. Ready, the Fortinet uh, thing is interesting, too, because you look, and he that was the first time in seven events that he didn't gain on approach. Um, but he massively gained on putting, but the putting has been in form. That's actually seven straight. Um, you know, plus putting weeks from him, as you mentioned too, with the the two T twos in there and a nice you know T twenty at the BMW. Like so, yeah. If he can do that and still get by and, and put out a T twenty five on a week when his approach game isn't strong, which is usually part you know part of the strongest part of his game, I just feel like the form is good. Um, you know, those are going to happen from time to time, some wonky weeks, but he puts it all together. Yeah, Forty is uh, is a misprice. I obviously not an egregious price in this field, but yeah, he's. He definitely can can contend here. So yeah, I like that quite a bit. I'm glad you're on it. Yeah. Should be 30. Um, and then yeah, from there they're all longer than that. We started to buy we skipped around to Carl, but uh 66 to one on your this is I feel like this is gonna be your guy. I feel like <laughs> over the next you know year, you're gonna have him in like half your outright cards going forward. Uh, I do like Trey Mullinex. Um Aaron Wise Jr. I wish Aaron Wise was in this field. He was in this field last year. Um, yeah, this Molinex, yeah. I mean, like, what do we want here? He hits it a mile. Um, you know, the putting, he's a, a southeastern kid, so like familiar with Bermuda. So I feel better about his uh you know, his prospects of putting down here, and he can drive it, and his irons have been great. And you look at kind of how he finished the year, you know, coming off of two missed cuts, he won the Barbasol. Um, which wasn't great, but again, struck the hell out of it and putted well. T21 at the open, 37 at Rock and Mortgage, and then FedEx T5, uh, T12 at BMW. All real surprising with, you know, really almost gaining across the board, uh, relying heavily on distance and great approach. So, yeah, he's uh, a guy that I like here, especially down in the southeast, and thought 
again, thinking of places where distance is a massive advantage, this is one of them. So he's going to leave himself some, some nice short irons. And actually he's been doing that fairly well too. So he's 66 is a, is a bad number. I think he should probably be in the forties or maybe 50. So I think that's mostly what's out there now. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like if you do want to take advantage of these good numbers, go over to betspurtsgolf.com. It's a buck a month. You get into the private discord. As soon as Ryan puts a bet in, you can go find it too, because some of these numbers don't last. Like you said, with Carl, he's down to 75. Yeah. I agree. Hits the ball a mile. Like it's going to be, I think everybody's outright cards are going to be like this. Hey, this guy hits the ball a mile or this guy hits with accuracy and can find a second shot. And for a close birdie, or, I mean, honestly, eagle eagle chances are going to be tough here. You yeah. really have to be really strong off the TN with the long irons. They are longer fives. It is a long course, but, yeah, Molinax fits that. And then this is my kind of gross one. I don't feel great about uh, Adam Hadwin. I, I'm really selling it, really selling it off the bat. But <laughs> Adam Hadwin, yeah, I mean, he's a guy we've seen people. Why, why is he on so many people's cards? all summer long at lesser numbers than this in better fields than this. And then we're getting them down at a 75 to one. I bet this at Chris just now, like, again, it's, it's maybe the same, the same kind of thing as Denny McCarthy. Like he's not as good of a putter, but he's still a very good putter and he's decent off the tee again, average distance, a little bit of above average accuracy, the way I look at it. Greens and regulations have been great, and he can putt real well. The, the knock against him is his form sucked at the end of the year. Played pretty poorly at the St. Jude. Didn't play all that well at the BMW. Leading up to that, again, he putted really well at the Rocket, but the rest of his game kind of let him down. Only ended up 37th there. Really, his last good tournament was the U.S. Open, where he top 10. Had a very uneven year where uh, through it wasn't it wasn't Bay Hill here. Let me pull this. Oh, the players, yeah, players Valspar Valero, yeah. three straight three straight top tens there through late March. But the the beginning of the year was a little uneven uneven year for him. But based on his skill set and the price in this field, I kind of had to take a little swing at Adam Hadwin, the uh, the dirty Canadian. He's not usually the Canadian I'm betting. It's usually a Svensson bet. But I've I've bet on him before. I'll bet on him again in a, at seventy five to one in this field. I, I like this a lot because I needed someone to replace. I wanted to bet Munoz, and he pulled out. I think if you're running anything long form too here, uh, he he makes sense. I mean, you're right. I was thinking too. Like I know I bet him at the MX. I know I bet him at Valero. And again, those are those were. God, I think Valero was probably 33 or 35 uh, in a significantly harder field. So yeah, and even the MX is uh, is a harder field. So getting him here 70, yeah, that there's that's you're basically getting that baked in because the form wasn't great to finish, but he still was making cuts and like, I don't know. He's still a guy. It wasn't like he was completely flaming out. Yeah. He just played below, below average. And, uh, yeah. and truthfully, like those, those playoff events, those are those, I will say those are tougher fields than Sanderson. Yeah. A little the bit. BMW had uh, more. There's only one top 50 player. I think in this or something like it, it's, it's pretty rough. Everyone's yeah. kind of off this week. It's, it's rough. Uh, then uh, is that so? You, your whole card right now is Grio. I know you don't say the soft L's. I'm so determined to say the soft L's because he's you know of of Latin descent down there True. in South America. But it is Grillo, Mullinax, double L's for double you, L's. and then Carl. We'll go Carl with two L's. 
And then <laughs> I have a double L. This is my last bet, and this is a smaller one, but he is my Aaron Wise. I'm going to be betting this guy until he does something. And I like I've bet it. him at really big. Again, I've bet him at like 100 to 1 in good fields. Yeah. And this is another one where it's like 80 to 1 is a lot for Alex Smalley in a field like this. Smaller bet, half the size of the other ones. He doesn't have a ton of – I'm looking at like Bermuda putting stats. Um, I don't have a huge sample for him. Obviously, he's a younger guy, but – uh, good off the tee, a little bit above average. Driving accuracy could be improved. Hopefully it does this year. But he's been good with his second shots. He's had some really nice approach days. And then uh, going back to like the BMW where he could have done a lot more if his short game would have been something. Not just putting, but around the green, suffered greatly. Again, an un- uneven year. But again, it's a, it's a guy that... You know, he wasn't touted the, the same as some of these other youngish players. He's not super young, to be fair. It's not like it's not like he's twenty. He's twenty five. Yeah, he he's one of those where he's a little older. I still count him as a young gun, but uh, some some good performances again in in some bad events. Like, yep. and I'm assuming you're having similar like the the Mexico Open. That was a newer one. That was. That was like passable, I think, but still Southern events. He played really well at the alt events like Corrales. He played really well at the John Deere. He played well at the Genesis Scottish Open, which I did not see coming. And then we keep going back to the Wyndham top 20 there as well. He's a guy who can put himself in contention. His game is, you know, good enough on approach. He's been good enough TD Green. has. He's just kind of overall good. Like, he has overall nothing suffers. Nothing's really popping. Like, oh, shit, this guy's so good on approach. Or, oh, this guy can't putt worth shit. Like, it's uh, his whole game is starting to improve slowly. And I expect him to be in contention with some. Hey, I don't, I'm not going to say, like, Alex Smalley wins the U.S. Open, but. <laughs> I feel like Alex Smalley like wins the Valero or Alex Smalley wins like Sony or something like that. I think he's gonna he's gonna pull a Tom Hoagie and be a guy who, you know, is is talked about and you know, maybe not important come playoff time, but is playing in the playoffs next year. So small bet on Alex Smalley, and that is my entire card. Yeah, I like the Smalley look for sure. I considered it too. You know, plus distance approach is usually really good. The putting has been uh, all over the place, but actually has improved a little bit. So you want to give credit to to that maybe improving. Yeah, and the, just twenty five. Fortnite, he putted really well at the Fortnite, which yeah. again, completely different surface. But sure. it was it was it made me hopeful because he's had some truly abysmal ones last year. I mentioned the Valero. I mean, he basically putted himself out of there. Same thing at our, the Canadian Open. Like he was playing really well. He gained 11 and 11 strokes tee to green at the Canadian and didn't top 20 yeah. because his putting was so bad that week. And it's not every week. It's, it's been uneven. Yeah. He drove the ball real well that week too. Yeah. It's too, it's too bad. It, it, that's the thing I'm looking at too, is just, he hasn't put it all together. Like even the weeks where he's just striking the hell out of it, even the Scottish, like he couldn't make a putt. Um, same thing. Like, you know, Canadian, as you mentioned. So yeah, I, I like it. I think 80 is a bad number and, like you said, we're, we're betting him at 80 and the hundred and in field stronger than this. So I think there's, it's probably a good way to approach it. Cause as we said at the top, there's really no like specific fit. Um, we're obviously, we like to tie fit into form and it's really hard to find form here because we're out of rhythm with the off season, basically the two weeks off, but some of these guys weren't even playing in the playoffs at the end. And now we have the president's cup. So like 
form is really hard to to bake in right now considering we've had all this time so yeah that's uh that's it for me it's going to be probably a light week i i might throw another dart down the board but i'm not taking shots i won't take a shot shorter than the grillo at uh at 40 to be honest there's some other guys that i'm considering but nothing uh nothing yet yeah i, I wasn't even super excited to bet guys in the 30s yeah henley henley and mccarthy um final thoughts on your card are you going to be doing a fair amount of top 20 30 40 or is that going to be lighter this week too it'll be lighter this week too just because we have no form and because there's such volatility in the event i just save the darts to get right on the on football how about you? You're gonna you're gonna do matchups because you've been killing matchups, and then yeah, I'm, I'm because st- you get more in tournament data helps. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm still gonna do. I, I have like six or seven full tournament matchups that I've circled. Still waiting. I always wait for Bookmaker to post theirs to kind of see how that uh, the market finds a stasis on those. But I'll be playing those. I'll be playing some in tournament matchups. Uh, probably later today, tomorrow afternoon, I'll have those up in the Discord, the full tournament ones, and then for sure tomorrow I'll have round one matchups and uh, my biggest goal this year is to figure out round four matchups because that has been uh again a smaller sample it's maybe not a big enough number to say like uh, i'm screwing those up but i actually lost money on round four matchups and Mm -hmm. i made money overall on daily matchups and uh, despite round four and it was the same thing at fortinet had a tournament where i won money and round four went zero and three again (laughs) <laughs> just uh, something hmm. about my in-tournament adjustments isn't quite right. I may be at the point where I am running my numbers and seriously looking at every single every single matchup come round four for the next few weeks and just determining what's what's wrong with my process. Uh, hopefully I'll figure that. Or just don't play those if you're in the Discord and you like to tail. Like just say, <laughs> hey, Andy, you don't know what you're doing. Stay away. I almost just said F it on Sunday too. It would have been so such a better call, but we'll get there. It's always we'll there. always the rest of the matches are so good, man. You you were fire last season on the match. Always working, yeah. Always working on improving that sort of stuff. So yep. uh, and with that, yeah, visit betspurtsgolf.com. Ron has his quotes article up. We'll have some more stuff up tomorrow. Ryan will have his betting preview article. Uh, Ron will have some stuff up for DFS and check out the site at the optimizer. We have the tools. We have more tools coming. Um, hit us. Yeah. And just join the discord. There's still, there's even free channels. You can just go join the discord if you want and talk in some of the free channels. If you want to just test the waters out. Otherwise it's a dollar a month. That's very cheap. It's not going to be a dollar a month come January when we get to real events and we start to fire up some of the good tools. So get in now and uh, start to get used to things. And yeah, Ryan, take us out. That's it. Hey, you can have football by you this weekend. Are you going to go to uh, Chiefs Buccaneers? I tweeted that. I said, I hate going to football games, but if it's, a, I, I, I will go to a primetime game. Yeah, you so might if, if if it if there's a Sunday night game in Minneapolis, the last time they moved one of these games, they gave tickets away because it was such a a last minute thing, yeah. and it was so hard to like sell them. Like I'm willing to pay good money to go sit 50 yard line uh, for Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes in Minneapolis. Right? It's just such a weird it's such a weird one off that if it if it does get moved to Minneapolis, I said Scouts Honor. If anyone remembers that, I will go. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go. It's not that far from here. No, I saw that last time. I'm like, oh, I wonder, I got to ask Andy. I wonder if he's going to be going. Cause that's, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I mean, you don't usually get, 
you have to watch Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady or Kirk yeah, Cousins. Yeah, you, you could do you could do a lot worse. Like, oh, yeah. they're moving they're moving the Bears Giants game to Minneapolis. Like, ah, yeah, why why bring that why bring that evil here? But no, I mean it's it should be a really good game, and if it comes, I'll, uh, I'll be doing halftime from the concourse. I guess love it. BetsBirdsGolf.com, at BetsBirdsGolf on Twitter. Uh, you can follow everything there. And, uh, yeah, dollar a month, guys. I mean, get over there. It is it is worth it. Like Andy said, there's free channels in the Discord. The dollar will get you access to all the channels. You can like-minded folks that are, you know, grinding alt events and swing season events. Um, you know, we're a weird group. So uh, being hanging out with like-minded folks is a good place to be. So for Andy, I'm Ryan. We will see you all next week. Thanks, everyone.